0: I was glad when they said unto me, We will go into the house of the Lord. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in
1: the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen.
0: Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Together, Psalm 95 on page 459. i will give thanks unto thee o lord my whole heart i will speak of all thy marvelous works i will be glad and rejoice in thee
1: yea my songs will i make of thy name o thou most highest
0: while my enemies are driven back they shall fall and perish at thy presence for thou hast maintained my right and my cause
1: thou art set in the throne that judgest right
0: Thou hast rebuked the heathen and destroyed the ungodly. Thou hast put out their name for ever and ever.
1: O thou enemy, thy destructions are come to a perpetual end, even as the cities which thou hast destroyed, whose memorial is perished with them.
0: But the Lord shall endure forever. He hath also prepared his seat for judgment. For he shall judge the world in righteousness and
1: minister true judgment unto the people.
0: The Lord also will be a defense defense for the oppressed, even a refuge in due time of trouble. And
1: they that know thy name will put their trust in thee, for thou, Lord, hast never failed them that seek thee. O praise the Lord which dwelleth in Zion, show the people of his doings. For when he maketh inquisition for blood, he remembereth them, and forgetteth not the complaint of the poor.
0: Have mercy upon me, O Lord, consider the trouble which I suffer of them that hate me. Thou that liftest me up from the gates of death.
1: That I may show all thy praises within the gates of the daughter of Sion, I will rejoice in thy salvation.
0: The heathen are sunk down in the pit that they made. In the same net which they hid privily is their foot taken.
1: The Lord is known to execute judgment. The ungodly is trapped in the work of his own hands.
0: The wicked shall be turned to destruction, and all the people that forget God.
1: For the poor shall not always be forgotten. The patient abiding of the meek shall not perish forever.
0: Up, Lord, and let not man have the upper hand. Let the heathen be judged in thy sight.
1: Put them in fear, O Lord, that the heathen may know themselves to be but men. Glory be to the
0: Father, to the the Son, and to the Holy Ghost.
1: As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen.
2: Here beginneth the 24th chapter of the first book of Samuel. Now it happened when Saul had returned from following the Philistines, that it was told him, saying, Take note, David is in the wilderness of En-Gedi. Then... Saul took 3,000 chosen men from all Israel and went to seek David and his men on the rocks of the wild goats. So he came to the sheepfold by the road, where there was a cave, and Saul went in to attend to his needs. David and his men were staying in the recesses of the cave. Then the men of David said to him, This is the day of which the Lord said to you, Behold, I will deliver your enemy into your hand, that you may do to him as it seems good to you. And David arose and secretly cut off a corner of Saul's robe. Now it happened afterward that David's heart troubled him because he had cut Saul's robe. And he said to his men, the Lord forbid that I should do this thing to my master, the Lord's anointed, to stretch out my hand against him seeing he is the anointed of the Lord. So David restrained his servants with these words and did not allow them to rise against Saul. And Saul got up from the cave and went on his way. David also arose afterwards, went out of the cave, and called out to Saul, saying, My Lord, the king. And when Saul looked behind him, David stooped with his face to the earth and bowed down. And David said to Saul, Why do you listen to the words of men who say, Indeed, David seeks your harm? Look, this day your eyes have seen that the Lord delivered you today into my hand in the cave, and someone urged me to kill you. But my eye spared you, and I said, I will not stretch out my hand against my Lord, for he is the Lord's anointed. Moreover, my father, see, yes, see the corner of your robe in my hand. For in that I cut off the corner of your robe, and did not kill you. Know and see that there is neither evil nor rebellion in my hand, and I have not sinned against you. Yet you hunt my life to take it. Let the Lord judge between you and me, and let the Lord avenge me on you. But my hand shall not be against you. As the proverb of the ancients says, Wickedness proceeds from the wicked, but my hand shall not be against you. After whom has the king of Israel come out? Whom do you pursue, a dead dog, a flea? Therefore let the Lord be judge, and judge between you and me, and see and plead my case, and deliver me out of your hand. So it was, when David had finished speaking these words to Saul, that Saul said, Is this your voice, my son David? And Saul lifted up his voice and wept. Then he said to David, You are more righteous than I, for you have rewarded me with good, whereas I have rewarded you with evil. And you have shown this day how you have dealt well with me. For when the Lord delivered me into your hand, you did not kill me. For if a man finds his enemy, Will he let him get away safely? Therefore may the Lord reward you with good for what you have done to me this day. And now I know indeed that you shall surely be king, and that the kingdom of Israel shall be established in your hand. Therefore swear now to me by the Lord that you will not cut off my descendants after me, and that you will not destroy my name from my father's house. So David swore to Saul, And saul went home but david and his men went up to the stronghold here endeth the first lesson
0: blessed art thou lord god of our fathers praised and exalted above all forever blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty praised and exalted above all forever blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness Praise and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim. Praise and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou on the glorious throne of thy kingdom. Praise and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven. Praise and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen.
3: Here begins the 15th verse of the 18th chapter of the Gospel according to St. Luke. Then they also brought infants to him, that he might touch them. But when the disciples saw it, they rebuked them, But Jesus called them to him and said, Let the little children come to me, and do not forbid them. For of such is the kingdom of God. Assuredly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will by no means enter it. Now a certain ruler asked him, saying, Good teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? So Jesus said to him, Why do you call me good? No one is good but one, that is, God. You know the commandments, do not commit adultery, do not murder, do not steal, do not bear false witness, honor your father and your mother. And he said, all these things I have kept from my youth. So when Jesus heard these things, he said to him, you still lack one thing, sell all that you have and distribute to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven and come, follow me. But when he heard this, he became very sorrowful for he was very rich. And when Jesus saw that he became very sorrowful, he said, how hard it is for those who have riches to enter the kingdom of God. For it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. And those who heard it said, Who then can be saved? But he said, The things which are impossible with men are possible with God. Then Peter said, See, we have left all and followed you. So he said to them, Assuredly, I say to you, there is no one who has left house or parents or brothers or wife or children for the sake of the kingdom of God, who shall not receive many times more in this present time and in the age to come eternal life. Here ends the second lesson.
0: Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David. As he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, all the days of our life and thou child shall be called the prophet of the highest for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways they give knowledge of salvation unto his people for the remission of their sins through the tender mercy of our God whereby the day spring from on high has visited us they give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death Grant to us, Lord, we beseech Thee, spirit, the Spirit to think and do always such things as are right, that we who cannot do anything that is good without Thee, may by Thee be enabled to live according to Thy will, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace author and lover of, peace, of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth Amen. our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defendest us Thy humble servants in all assaults of our enemies, through Jesus Christ our lord amen good morning everyone some quick thoughts about today's lessons in our old testament lesson from the the first samuel we have a a, a reoccurrence of the robe that we've seen previously first with with samuel and now with saul as a representation of what he has been invested with by god in this case his kingship and how david is able to rip a piece of this off and show that although saul possesses the trappings of kingship he does not have the the true kingship anymore it has been taken away from him because of his failure to act in accordance with god's will and that has been transferred to david but he still possesses certain outward signs of kingship he still has control of the armies he still has the the power to to mete out his king's justice he still has the throne and the wealth of of a king but these aren't real things these are not parts of who he is these are outward signs of an office that he occupies but does not fulfill he is not the true King David is and David recognizes that fact but that that Saul is still was still anointed by God and so he refrains from meeting out violence upon Saul because he is still still occupying that position. A very important position in israel this time as its first king as the what is supposed to be the defender of israel against his enemies who is supposed to unite the tribes and become a true nation and david sees that and recognizes that if he is to to slay the king there that that creates a precedent that sort of covers israel from its very beginnings as a kingdom in blood and will be a stain from which it can never recover it'll be a stain from which he can never recover as god's anointed to slay the previously anointed king of israel and so he stays his hand and he attempts a reconciliation with saul he still reaches out to him calls him father he is his after all his father-in-law the the father of his wife and we see in saul that his paranoia and stuff is not all-encompassing he has fluctuations between seeing reason and seeing the right thing and then doing the wrong things at other times he's still in this this fluctuating space but it's not going to last Saul will eventually engage David in battle and it's interesting that David promises that he will not slay Saul and we know from the end of the story that Saul will actually be the one who does wickedness to himself he will actually commit suicide and die so these are some interesting things to that are playing out here. Now in our our New Testament lesson, we have Jesus's interaction with the the rich young ruler. And this is interesting for us because it talks about wealth. And it's hard for us to understand after 2000 years of, of hearing the gospel, but for his audience at the time, who had come through and had lived through and been imbued by the 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 stories of the Old Testament and things like David's story and the Saul story and the promise of of the land of Israel there was a strong connection of understanding God's blessing as being manifested in the things that you possess in this life how what you had the land your riches were somehow evidence of God's blessings upon you and so that's why the when Jesus said it's easier or it's easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than a rich man to enter into the kingdom of heaven his disciples are incredulous they ask who then can inherit the kingdom because for them It was seen as someone who was rich had somehow earned God's favor in this world. And so Jesus is turning this around, and he's making a very important point for us, the one that we always have to strive to remember and to keep in our hearts, is that what prevents us from entering into the kingdom is our attachment to this world the fallen broken world and we see in this this young ruler who is told explicitly by God incarnate what he has to do to inherit the kingdom of God is to get rid of give up his possessions and follow Jesus and he can't do it and for for a lot of us, this is the, the, the thing that we will always struggle with is giving up our attachments to the things of this world, these things that we think that we own but actually own us, these things that control us, that determine what we do in our life. If we go through life based on what we possess, what we own, what power we have, we are really doing their bidding rather than god's and so we always have to work to give those things up and so one of the 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 things that the church has given us one of the ways in which we learn to give things up is through fasting and prayer by the giving up of some things we develop our wills and our hearts to be able to give up more and more things we give up little things so that we train ourselves to give up bigger things we give up those things and learn within ourselves how they have control over us and give them up so that we can fully engage in our relationship with god and with others so just some thoughts about today's lessons we will continue with the prayer for all conditions of men on the bottom of page 18. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or of state. by giving up ourselves to thy service, and by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the the fellowship of the Holy Ghost will be all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for joining us in prayer this morning. Remember, Wednesday is our Parish Day for fasting for mission and evangelism. So if you can give something up, that'd be great. Thank you, Deacon. Thank John. you.
3: Thanks, okay. thank you. you thank Have you. a great day. day change love you guys. Love you, love you, love you.